Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Don't forget about our friends over at Roper Kia, located on the hill right here in Joplin, Missouri. Any Kia, any vehicle you want is going to be right there on the lot. Great customer service. Great sales reps are not going to pressure you in any situation. They're going to want to take care of you. Get yourself a nicer, newer car. And when you mention mic'd up, $1,000 off the asking price right then and there. And also our friends over at Club 609, home of the best happy hour in the world from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday and from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. on Saturdays. Get in there for their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Next up, Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They've been here for a while, so they know what they're doing. Also, great customer service. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Downtownlube.com. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of Cut me right off in the middle that you're going to have to you do. You paused. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic pause. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need oil change and tire service. Get that done and taken care of at Downtown Blue. We did it. There's yeah. ad reads for the day. Check that box off the list. Uh, it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. <laughs> I didn't know you tweeted it, so I didn't know if you needed to still get your... Yeah, you know, uh, just needed to get that out there for the people. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been saying it on the podcast. We need, we need to spread the word. People see it on Twitter, and like, wow, that's funny. You go to the page, you're like, oh, this dude's got a fucking podcast. Not only is he funny, he talks <laughs> into a microphone for a living. Let's listen to that. Is my Twitter account, is that what you're talking about? Maybe. I don't <laughs> know. I'm trying to get on your level, dog. Same. Get big country to 2K. That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. There, <laughs> there was talk of giving away a TV. I know, and we, we got it lined out, and all of a sudden, just like, TV's not here. Well, I don't think the TV's ever going to be here. Usually it's a, like a ship to you thing. That's a solid point, yeah. But there was talk of like once you get to 2,000. Yeah. Giving away a TV. I get to 2,000, mic'd up reach a certain number. I think 2,500. We're close to that. The mic'd up account has more followers than I do on Twitter. It's almost a I'm 2,000. I'm not a jealous type of person, but I'm a little curious. It was like 1,850 last time I looked yeah. at it. I don't know. Share. Uh, we do appreciate you guys listening to us every day. Uh, we we also don't hate it when you share out the episodes. I, I love getting the notification even pre-show, like, oh, I'm listening to Mellow and Big Country. That helps out a lot. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. You do so much for us already. And even just popping off in the chat already. You're trying to read your ad reads, and I'm reading the P-O-O-P-I-N. You know how he be. <laughs> today, Big Country had to get a tweet off. Uh, it wasn't the pre-show poop that got us a little late today. It was the got us in that hump day tweet. <laughs> I mean, Jake, I'm just glad Jake's here. He was on his way to get his tacos because it's Taco Wednesday. Was damn near trampled by a herd of meese and a loose camel. Stay safe, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. lucky. That's what Jacob is. Right, and also uh, we had a lot of uh, 
listeners submitted would you rather's that we'll get to today. A lot going on in sports. Uh, we've got the ad reads out of the way, and we appreciate those sponsors. So yeah, I, so. <laughs> I want to be like, oh, I got them. They do a great job. Our sponsors, uh, knowing them each personally. Yes. And like it's it's a true partnership deal. Like I only get my tires and lube from Downtown Lube. Uh, it's 609 Happy Hour. Hit that up all the time. Uh, Mid America RV. Love partnering with them mm-hmm. and their stuff. Also, just Josh Smoots, a wonderful human being that I, I really appreciate. Can't wait for his wedding reception coming up. Yeah, that's this month. Not this month. It's no, it's not. It's next next month. I have so many things planned for June and July that I keep getting them mixed up. I have three weddings. Three more weddings for this year. Everyone's like, oh, it is wedding season. Nah, dude, it is wedding year. Is it? Yeah. Noticing you're in a little bit of a sentimental mood, though, this morning. Me? Yeah, saying thank you to all the listeners. Appreciating them. Appreciating all the ad reads. I'm a very appreciative guy. Huh? I'm a very appreciative guy. Right. I am. The people that support me, I appreciate that. The people, the guys that are in here every day, I gave them a shout-out yesterday. Also, the ladies that are usually in here, too. Angie's in here every day. Sure enough. Got a guy, Charlie, in here today. Jesse's in here all the time. Wes, I don't think I shouted him out yesterday. He's in here all the time. That G-O-B. Click on Sean, his name. Sean, all the time. I appreciate our listeners. Grumpy old bat. That's what I call him. <laughs> Is it? Uh, we do have a lot of sports to get into today. We finally get basketball back. It, the two days off, like uh, the NBA, I kind I get what they're doing here. I think they screwed it up, though. I think that this should have been a Tuesday night game. And uh, you want to give these guys like a, a little bit of a rest. It, it's a travel time, but I think this game should have been on Tuesday night. It's on Wednesday night. We get Game Three of the Finals. I'm excited about it, but I'm not like. I don't know. I'm not super excited about it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I just feels like it's going to be a blowout, honestly. It does. But I, like, I, I get that from, vibe, too. I don't know from what side. So it's just kind of like, bah. Mm-hmm. It's like, bah, whatever. <laughs> like, I know that's just like such a bland type of like. You sound like situation. a sheep. Like a bored sheep. Bah, forget about it. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Welcome to the finals. But it's just like, bah. with this game, it's like we all, we kind of wanted the Warriors and Celtics. Like, I was, those were the two teams that I picked at the start of the playoffs to kind of make to the finals, and they have. And it just doesn't seem very exciting. Game one was cool, but like Celtics scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. It's just not going to see that again. Celtic, yep. or excuse me, the Warriors blow them out in game two. can kind of expect that. What's game three going to be? It just feels like we're not getting the close games in the playoffs, so they don't feel very enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And even, like, for me, it feels like the Warriors are just going to win this thing. It really does, especially for that last game. And maybe it's just, maybe I'm a little down on the NBA today. I don't know. But I feel like it's going to be Warriors in five. I hope I'm wrong. I'm rooting for the Celtics still. Hopefully we get a really good game tonight and it gets my energy back up about the NBA Finals. Uh, Draymond was in the news again. And it was it's actually because Cedric Maxwell, who's a former player but now does radio, said Draymond would have gotten knocked knocked the fuck out in the 80s. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Draymond is one of the tougher guys in the NBA. And... I think that he would have handled himself just fine in the 80s and 90s. I know a lot of people like to talk about those eras. I do, too. Grew up in 90s basketball. I think it's one of the greatest eras of sports. Draymond would have been fine. 
Steph Curry probably been... wouldn't have played in the league. Draymond would have been fine. <laughs> I feel like if Steph Curry would have played in that era, we would have just been like, what the hell are you doing back there? Mm-hmm. Like, are you scared to attack the basket? And he'd be like, yeah, because watch this, half court. And everyone would have been stunned. And then everyone else would have been screwed. But I feel like Draymond would have been welcomed. Like they would have loved the tenacity and just how physical he was and how he just never gave up and he's just relentless and he's willing to smack talk and he's going to be there game in and game out. And he's going to let you know mm-hmm. how he feels. Those guys, where they've gotten pissed? Absolutely. But talking about him like you would have played in that time, you'd be retired by now, they'd have nothing but praise for you by the, by this time. Yeah, it would Draymond. It, I do think he's a tough guy. Bryce put it in the chat too. Uh, Draymond would have gotten would have gone at Charles Oakley once and retired. Um, Oakley used to beat up guys in the parking lot after games. Charles Oakley is the one dude you just don't fuck with. <laughs> I, I I will agree with you on that one. But I do think that Draymond was tough. He's tough enough that he could have survived back in that era. And I think a lot of players could have too. Like LeBron would have been fine. Uh, he wouldn't do the flopping and some of the stuff that he does now, but he's six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pounds. He he would have been okay. He, and I think that when we argue errors in the NBA, we also have to realize guys would have come up playing a different style of basketball. So, like for LeBron, if he would have come up playing in the eighties and nineties, like guys like Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, he wouldn't have done the flopping. He would have been used to a different style of basketball. He would have been fine. Like, if he would have been playing in those days? Yeah, if he would have grown up 20 years earlier. Okay, that makes sense. I was starting to think, like, if he was just paying attention to basketball. No, if he would have actually playing, he would be fine. You know, a lot of guys, even Stephen A. and J.J. Raddick were arguing about it this morning on Get Up. I I saw a clip. I don't watch that show. I can't stand Stephen A. Of, like, players arguing with fouls and that. That still happens in this era. It happened in that era, too. But I do think that it... It gets a little out of hand. You get little little ticky-tack fouls that people are going to the refs. I'm like, oh, my God, how can you not call that foul? But it's, it is a different era. I, I like this era. It is different from the 90s. It's still good basketball. I like it, and I think one thing that we just have – I do remember being younger, and my dad talking about, like, watching today's basketball. I'm like, He's like, this sucks. He's like, they're all soft. I was like – I remember thinking, like, whatever. Like, they are not. They're just so much faster. But even when you look back then, like, those guys were still fast. It's just right. like, as a league, everything's gotten faster. You know, more fundamentally sound. There's more experience in the game. Better coaching. Just everything's higher. The technology, take care of your body as well. It's just everything is so much better in terms of that. But, like, the on-court play, I feel like, has developed into what it is now. But I just feel like there's – it's it's tough to figure out what we consider – I don't mean this to be a pun intended. It's hard to figure out what we still consider tough and hard-nosed basketball today than we did then because so many rules have changed as well. That's kind of where I sit on it. Because, like, back then you could do the hand check, right? Like, you right. could keep your hand on a defender. You could ride the – you know, as a defender, you, you yeah. were allowed to be kind of handy. Yeah, not only could you like, do it, that's just – that was defense. Yeah, that's what you were taught to do. And now it's, like, keep, like, hands off, stay in front, and it's just harder to do that. And so it is more of an offensive-dominated game, and we do love the scoring. We do love the high-scoring aspect of it and people being able to create and shoot and make great plays happen. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a defender come through and just shoulder-check the shit at a, you know, someone trying to attack the yeah. lane and be like, hey. Uh, yeah, if you came in the lane anything. then, a little different than what you do now. Uh, obviously, athletes are better than – I agree again with Bryce. Can we all agree that James Harden would have been a bench player in the 80s? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's another thing. I think 
players realized that, oh, I can go draw fouls in the lane by just throwing my hands up into the air. That's what James Harden's almost made a career of. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't do that in the 90s, at least. But I do think the NBA is almost trying to correct that a I little bit. It, and they did a good job this year of it. I mean, right, and maybe they continue to do it. I don't. Are the players to blame? Are the refs to blame? Like, I don't. I don't know. Maybe these refs are. Maybe they're letting these players get away with too much. Of like, oh yeah, he complained about this. Even was it game two or game one? I don't remember which one I was watching because obviously I messed that up this weekend. Mm-hmm. But it, Steph got fouled or didn't get fouled, but he went to the ref and he starts complaining about like, hey. He like affected my shot or whatever. I couldn't tell what he was saying. But he goes to the ref and he starts complaining about the no call. And I do think that's players knowing and being smart enough now to know, if I go to the ref and I complain about a no call, I'm going to get one later. I'm going to get that makeup call later where I don't really get fouled, but they're going to blow the whistle because I've complained. You know, A lot of coaches will do this. Managers do it. In baseball, I'm, I'm sure that it happens in the NFL too. Like, oh, you didn't see that hold? Like, it was pretty bad. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to give this guy a makeup call. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's a lot of it. Uh, for the refs, they almost have to just ignore that. Do you like that, like the makeup calls and stuff? Because I feel like there's times where we watch a game and we go, yeah, that was a makeup call for earlier. Like, we've seen it in baseball, I feel like umpires a lot. Yeah, especially with balls and strikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of get it. Like if you've messed one up, especially if it's early, it's, if it's in a critical situation or like, you know, it's a strikeout, I don't think you should do it because I think you should call it more fairly. But, you know, if it's the first quarter and you're like, oh, shit, I missed that foul call. That was mm-hmm. bad. And then give a guy a makeup call. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, when I was living in Kansas City, there was a gym that we'd go work Did you out. live there? I did. Uh, a coworker, we'd go work out sometimes in the morning, and the guy that was like the trainer for that part of the gym was actually wanting to go be like a referee for basketball. And I didn't realize that if you wanted to do that and be a referee, you have to pay for like your own travel. And then they have mm-hmm. to, someone has to like request you to be able to like ref a league. So he had to start like in like real low D1 type of games and then would kind of get promoted to do maybe like a Big Ten game. So for him getting to go ref like a Big Ten game, was huge for him because he's like, that's awesome. But the thing that stinks is I have to request off work here and then I got to pay for my travel to go do it. But it's like, once you're able to do that, it is neat. But the reason I mentioned that is because there was one time I was talking to her, I was like, hey, like, how do you handle situations where you're getting yelled at by a coach or like you missed a call? And he goes, well, I have this one line that I think is pretty good. And he goes, he looks at the coach and goes, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that play again. Like if I see it again, I'd make that call. And it just pisses the coaches off. But as like the ref, it's like, what else do you want me to do? You want me to just blow the whistle now and be like, ah, you're right. It's been yeah. two minutes. Let me blow the whistle here, and we'll we'll restart from that point. I do think that some refs just need to be open and honest. Like, yeah, I, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. That, that's on me. My bad. Like I've the, seen, I'd like to see it again, and then you just run down the other end of the court. <laughs> thought it was fantastic. I, I've seen refs do that, though, where they're like, yeah, I, that's on me. I missed that one. Usually the coaches, the players are like, okay, we get it. You mess up. It's those guys that like just double down. Me like it's not the way I saw it, Coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> we, we all saw you miss it. Like uh, the player was clearly out of bounds, and you're like, not the way I saw it, Coach. Yeah. You're looking at the you're looking at the girl sitting on the court side. It's all right. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. <laughs> uh, I remember having an interaction with a ref one time. It was a junior high football game, and the ref wasn't blowing the whistle to end the play. Like a kid would get tackled. And the ref was not blowing the whistle to end the play. And the head coach 
went to him and was like, hey, what are you? you're not blowing the whistle to end the play. And the guy was like, they know when the play is over, coach. I think I can handle the job. It's like, buddy, they're seventh graders. They don't know when the play is over, especially those kids that are on the other side of the field, still trying to like get off of a block, or you know, they're in the trenches. They're not over. Still fighting. (laughs) Yeah, it's like no, like I'm sorry, sir, that is is very incorrect. And the head coach is like, he's about to lose his shit. Like this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. These are seventh graders. They absolutely do not know when the play is over. You have to blow the whistle. And it took like. It felt like two or three series before the guy was like, okay, yeah, I need to blow the whistle. But he never admitted to just, like, being wrong. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was his first game. What? It was terrible, though. You had kids just playing significantly after the play was over because this dude wasn't blowing the whistle on his side of the field. We need to talk to our guy, Mason, because I know he refs like high school games down in Oklahoma. I want to know how that is. What's it like to ref a high school football game? Because like, yeah. you're going to get those parents, like, you're going to have that one dad who was the stud in high school back in his day, and now he's, a you know, 70 pounds, overweight, big burly beard and overalls, and just got done working on the farm. He's coming to watch the game. He's got something to say. Yeah, I don't you know. that as a ref at a high school game. I don't know how, how the refs do with parents at the high school level. I feel like that's where it's really bad, is, like, the high school level is dealing with the parents. Like, you're going to have coaches that go nuts, but they don't want to get in trouble by the state, so they try and kind of like keep themselves reserved. But parents are just, like, fucking free game. Maybe. I don't know. I have no experience with that. From the coaching end, I know that coaches and refs go at it pretty badly on the sidelines. Because, like, technology now, these high school teams have, they have, like, a camera up in the crow's nest. Mm -hmm. And they have a tablet on the sideline to be like, this is a play that just happened. I can, like, I was at a game coaching, and there was a bad call. High schools have this capability? High schools, yep, where I coached at. And the head coach grabbed the iPad. He's like, let me see it. I want to see that play. I know it was a bad call. I don't remember what it was. But he had it pulled up on an iPad within 30 seconds. And he took the iPad to the ref and was like, look at it. You fucked this up. (laughs) He's like, coach, you use that language with me one more time. I'm writing you up or I'm reprimanding you or something like that. And he's like, I'm reporting this to the state. You fucked up bad on this. And he's like, you know it. I know it. Admit to it. Or I'm reporting it. He's like, yeah, another word, and I'm reprimanding you. He's like, I guess we're both getting written up today. <laughs> like, damn. The fact that they had that technology, too, on a high school sideline yeah. in Missouri. This is not like in Texas. Like In Missouri, like, give me the iPad. I want to see it. Here's the play. Review it. There it is. Like, eventually, you're going to have probably, like, reviews in high school football. The technology is there. It's not that difficult. That's just gonna be, you're going to have to make sure every school has it, though. Or you're going to be playing one school and be like, dude, we get to challenge plays this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was coaching one game when the headsets went out. Um, the team I was coaching for, all the headsets went out. And you could only have, like, I think, I don't know if it was a rule or an equipment thing. They had six headsets. So only six coaches could wear the headset. And all six headsets went out. They, they weren't charged or something. It was something stupid. But there was a rule that if one team didn't have headsets, the other team couldn't. So at the end of the first quarter, they were like, hey, those, they're wearing their headsets over there. They can't do it. If we can't wear ours, they can't wear theirs. And so it was like old school football. Offensive coordinator had to come down from the crow's nest, and everybody was on the sideline. No headsets. It was chaos for a, a good 30 minutes, it felt like. <laughs> of like trying to talk to your offensive coordinator about something and be like, where the fuck is he? Where would he go? Also, the language that's used on a high school football sideline is terrible. 
Really? Oh, f bombs all all the time. I mean, I guess I knew that as a player, but like our coaches, like our school was so small and tight knit. Like the parents mm-hmm. were kind of like right there, so the players would do it on the field. But like on the sideline for us, it was like, man, we say a word here, like my aunt's gonna hear, and she's gonna tell my mom, and my ass is grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I laid into an offensive line one time, dropping a lot of colorful language, and my brothers heard it, and they like tried to keep my mom away from being on that side of the field because I didn't use the cuss around my mom. That would have been a big deal. I would have I would have gotten a lot of trouble <laughs> as like a eighth grader cussing. But I, I did. I let them have it. And then I quickly learned you can't cuss out your offensive line because they will stop blocking for you. Yeah. <laughs> you have They're to going, be nice wanna, to those guys. You want to fuck me? Eighth grade? Yeah. yeah, watch this. Defense attack. I'm not even going to touch them this time. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. 100% happened. The, old, the other times I didn't touch them was an accident. This time's on purpose. Yeah. This time I'm going to be purposely doing a bad job of blocking. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, officiating tonight, I think Draymond gets attacked very quickly. Very, uh, first quarter, it's going to happen. It's, I think that they're going to. I think the refs saw all the backlash on social media. I think that they're going to give him a quick tech to set the tone. Like he's he better be careful tonight. Do you want to put an over under on the time? Like at what point in the game? Clearly, first half. Twelve minute quarters, right? Yeah. I'm going to say eight minutes in. So with four minutes left in the first quarter, he's going to have a technical already. I'm going to say three minutes into the second quarter. Because I yeah. feel like the first quarter he's going to try to be on at least good behavior because he's going to realize it, but he's going to mm-hmm. get fueled and pissed. Second quarter, he's going to be like, forget about it. And if I'm the Celtics, I have a game plan that we're going to be chirping, mm-hmm. that we're going to try to get at Draymond and get him a technical. I would like to see that. I would like to see the Celtics go like, oh, we're chirping? All right, cool. Al Horford gave us some lessons this weekend. <laughs> right. Let's have some fun. Uh huh. Especially if you're sending out like um, – Grant Williams, he's been a pretty solid player. We're going to need you to get a tech on him real quick. Put your hands on him, do some stuff, get in his ear a little bit. If you get a tech, it's fine. How far would you go to get a tech? Like to piss someone off so they react to you? In that situation, uh, real far, as far as I needed to go. You're pinching him, kind of pushing him a little bit? Yeah, just whatever. And if I'm the coaching staff, I, I'm I'm having a guy. I'm designating a guy like you're... Who's going to be the goon for tonight? Yep, you're the one. And it's going to be like, I think it's probably going to be Grant Williams. If it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you say no. You are not the guy. If it, you know, Al Horford, he could do it. Marcus Smart, he could do it. But it's probably going to be somebody like Grant Williams, yeah. I think, that gets a, a quick tech on Draymond. They're just antagonizing him the whole time. Guarding him close, doing the stuff that you know pisses him off, which isn't much. Or maybe even doing some, a little bit of flopping when he tries to do the whole run-through screen block thing. That's when I'm, I am okay with flopping in that situation yeah. when, with Draymond. I don't like a lot of the NBA flopping. And I, I think when I say flopping in the NBA, uh, I think that's the wrong term. Most of the problems I have with it is when just guys faking injuries. Get up off the floor. Yeah, like yeah, with soccer, it's one situation. I feel like I finally understand why they do that. But like basketball, like if you pooped your pants, just say that. Get off the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're at your shoulder, you don't need a wheelchair. Yeah, no wheelchair. Uh, if, if somebody makes contact on your face, you don't have to come to the press conference saying, like, oh, I could barely see the rim. It's like I saw three of them. I just shot for the middle one. I still got my right eye. Yeah, thank God I still have 20-20 vision in my other eye. 
Thank which, you, John Morant. Yeah, that's LeBron James and John Morant. Like both players, that was so stupid. Both of them have actually said those things before. I just saw three baskets and picked them up. You remember that? Was what that the 2020? Yeah, oh, I got hit in the eye. I saw three baskets. I just shot for the middle one. Okay, LeBron. Like, <laughs> your eye's not even red or, like, scratched at all. And then you got guys like Giannis bleeding from his face being like, no problem. No, this is fine. Yeah, I really couldn't see it. I just uh, I tried to pass. Or what, who's it? Luca had like a slash across his face. Yes. Nothing from him. Didn't complain about it at all. So, yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, a serious note, the Deshaun Watson stuff just keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, I feel like we were talking about it yesterday. The 24th accuser comes out. Now the New York Times has dropped an article, and I, I'll tell you, I read it, the whole thing, this morning. It's absolutely disgusting. And, you know, some of the comments that they were able to get from people that are suing Deshaun Watson, but also people that are not part of the civil cases. And then they dropped the bomb yesterday. Deshaun Watson used 66 masseuses in 17 months. Mm-hmm. I did the math on it yesterday. That is 3.8 masseuses per month, not massages. So he could be getting multiple massages from people. Three point eight per month. It's like it's almost the math is going to convict him on this. Yeah. Like that is just that's way too much. Like why do you need that many different people giving you a massage? Mm-hmm. And part of the the New York Times got a hold of part of the depositions, mm-hmm. even and part of the questioning that they were asking him of was, did you even check their experience level? At no point in these messages, these exchanges, were you like, how experienced are you as a masseuse? Are you licensed in the state? Nothing. Didn't care. He even said that wasn't my priority. <laughs> okay, Deshaun, what was your priority then? Because yeah. it's starting to really come to light that it was, you know, predator activity. And even in you know some of the the stuff that the New York Times is able to get a hold of, I, I think the Texans are going to be in a little bit of trouble over this too. And uh, they helped arrange for some of these massages. They gave him. Uh, like a membership at a, a hotel where he could go in and use their rooms and the spas and hang out and things like that. Uh, I don't think that's as big of a deal. But uh, one of the women threatened to go or made an Instagram post of like, hey, I could really expose you on some things. The next morning, Deshaun Watson showed up to the facilities and he had the non-disclosure agreement, like paperwork ready to go. And was pretty much told, like, use this going forward by a Texans staff member. And if that's the case, Texans got to pay for this too. Then how many times? So how many times did he use that? Then, like, is that allowed to be yeah. like shown or like used in the court? Like, okay, how many times did you, you know, have an NDA like signed? Right. I don't I, know the correct phrasing of that, but like, mm-hmm. is that something that's allowed to be discussed? And at one point, he was even using the NDAs, and he would say, "I'm not paying you unless you sign this." Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know terrible terrible activity going on during it and then saying hey if you don't sign this paper i'm not paying you for your services or you know even probably going in before and being like hey before i do this massage gotta sign this paper and then even using that as almost like blackmail or saying hey you said you wouldn't talk about anything that went on so you can't now so I, I think that's another thing that's keeping a lot of accusers quiet if like oh yeah what's but i the feel like the NDA, like that can't withhold sexual assault can it You'd think. Well, I, I, mean, I don't know. Because the NDA has to be signed afterwards, right? Or is it signed before? I don't know. I don't either. Like, I would assume that it is signed before, but at the same time, it's like, 
I don't know, like, do you do the job? And then it's like, okay, we, uh, it would have to be signed before. I think that's how that would be. Or probably after. I think it could go either way. But it's just the more light that's shined on this situation, the more I think Deshaun Watson should not be able to play in the NFL ever again. And I completely agree. And the thing that you said yesterday, too, is what really caught my eye is that Calvin Early was suspended a year for placing two bets. Mm-hmm. This guy's got over 24 accusers, yep. 66 different women have given him a massage. And it's like, who knows what these other stories are that are taking place that we haven't heard of yet. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you deserve a lot more than a year. Yeah, and again, the the Colin Cowherd thing, too. If you have 24 accusers coming forward, mm-hmm. you probably got another 24 that are staying silent because they – even in the New York Times article, a lot of the ladies said, like, I'm not doing this. I want to protect my privacy and my security. Some multi-million dollar guy. I mean, he could cause a lot of problems for them if he wanted to. So a lot of accusers are not going to come out publicly. They don't want their name out there. They don't want their business out there. It also in the New York Times article, too, uh, Deshaun Watson had partnered with a manager at, at um, a spa, and she was arranging women to go and give massages to Deshaun Watson. And some of them were even reporting like, hey, he's doing some scummy stuff. We can't stand up for this guy anymore. We're not doing massages. And he would, she would just go and get different masseuses to massage him. Wow. I mean, that's, a, that's borderline prostitution. Like, she needs to be in trouble too. Yeah. I mean, there's just – the more stuff that just kind of unravels with this, the more you realize like, okay, hey, as much as we thought the lawyer at the beginning of this – was kind of scummy, like the mm-hmm. relationship with you know the owner of the Texans and the way like that kind of just started in the whole situation. Now it's like can't have that at all. Like I feel like we're all kind of in the mm-hmm. same page and understanding of like John Watson's a creep. This dude's messed up. Yeah, and the NFL Predators, and you said that yesterday. I think they need to make a a big example of him. You need to go overboard with your suspension. Don't mm-hmm. be conservative here. Go aggressive. And it, like with the Calvin Ridley stuff, you suspend him for an entire year off of doing something that's actually like legal for him to do. Mm-hmm. If you're going to compare that one-year suspension with what Deshaun Watson's doing, we need to be talking about, I think, a lifetime ban. I'm just, nope, contract voided. You're not getting any of that. You're no longer allowed to play in the NFL. We're not going to put up with this. I mean, the NFL is terrible about it. Like, oh, we won't stand for domestic violence and all this stuff. And then they completely ignore when something new happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly hope that if any of this is true – and it's starting to really sound like it is, he should not be allowed to play football anymore. This is, the NFL is not a right. It's a privilege. And it, it sucks, too, because you're, he's good at football. So he's probably going to get the opportunity to play for the Cleveland Browns. I, I, bet, I would bet on the suspension being like two years. And what sucks, too, about the like, – it should be two years minimum. And I mean two years. And I, Again, I think the NFL is going to use that one year that he sat out as like, oh, here's a two-year – suspension he's already paid one year of it which is also bullshit yep i agree and the thing with this nda too is that let's say they are signed beforehand which makes sense again on why they would be but i'm sure the women signing them are like okay it's just so i can't brag about the fact that like i gave deshaun watson a massage you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like openly talking about anything like that instead he's seeing as like okay they signed this so right. I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, I'm, and like, I'm that sure is that, just so messed up to think about. Yeah, I think that is the case in what he did. Of like, hey, you're going to sign this 
um, NDA. So you can't talk about the fact that I was here, that you're giving me massages Mm -hmm. or you're you're seeing me in the nude, anything like that. So I'm sure a lot of them are like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You're a very famous football player. I'll sign that. No problem. Then you get him in there. He's getting an erection. He's doing terrible things to people. And then it's like, oh, no, I signed this NDA. I can't talk about any of it. So I think he's he's probably using that as well. It's just it's a, a sick thing to talk about. Uh, again, I, and I think most people probably even in agreement with this. And I saw somebody else talking about it earlier today with kind of the similar take that I had of like, oh, okay, I'm just going to sit back and let the details come out. Like I don't I don't want to make judgment. And this was probably a time that should have just believed everyone from the beginning. Yep. And it, it does suck, but I I do hope that. With Deshaun Watson, I hope he never plays again. And with the the Browns, I, I think that they've got they've got some work to do too. They they should not have traded for him, given him this contract. We'll see what happens. And you know, Baker Mayfield's still a guy that's very much in the news. I don't think he's getting traded anytime soon. If I don't Baker, know if he's gonna be a Brown. Yeah. But I, I think that they're holding on to him as a hey, just in case. I know they signed Jacoby Brissett or whatever. Who cares? Bryce brings up a good point. We also need to look into Clemson. Behavior like this is usually, you know, habitual. So it's like, who knows what he was like in college then? Was he right. weirdo there too? Because yeah. he was a stud in college. I mean, got them in high team school team. too. Uh, yeah, and some of that stuff goes back, and you can really look at it. Um, what's crazy is, you know, the NFL dives into these guys' background a lot, mm-hmm. and there were no like flags that I heard of for his character. Actually, a lot of people like vouch for his characters. Like, oh, that's a good. Like, he can be your face of the franchise guy. Yeah. Now, maybe it was hidden, or maybe he changed. Maybe, you know, he does this with a couple massage therapists, and then realizes, oh, I, this is something that I can take advantage of. I can do this. I can prey on this type of woman. And then it happened once he got to the NFL. I don't know. You get all that all that money. And it's like I can just kind of get away with anything. Almost. Yeah. Especially with his mindset. But if I'm Baker Mayfield with the Browns. If you're the Browns, one, you realize, hey, we fucked up. Like, Jake mentioned it perfectly in the chat. Like, hey, there should probably be repercussions that the Browns and Texans both need to face because the Browns kind of came out with, like, oh, we did our investigation. You know what I mean? We had a a third-party private investigator go through and look at everything. We were comfortable enough signing him. Like, we saw the general manager come out and say all that, and I was like, okay, well, new manager, general manager of the Cleveland Browns handled this well. But at this point, it's like, actually, you didn't. And you gave this guy a fully guaranteed two hundred sixty or two hundred thirty million dollar deal, and this mm-hmm. is what you're like, you're dealing with now. Yeah, and if I'm the NFL, I would make an example of him. And I uh, I know that he wasn't suspended last year, but I, I do think the NFL will come out and say, "Oh, that's part of the suspension is that he didn't play last year." Almost like a time served thing, and then they'll say it's a two year suspension. We're going to count last year as a suspension. I think the NFL should come out. They should ban him from playing in the NFL again. Take that $230 million, make the Browns and the Texans pay it, and then it should go to the, the women, the 24 civil cases. I don't, know, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. But it's, that's what I, would, what I would try to do. Yeah. It is weird. Uh, with Baker Mayfield, I do think that they're going to try to hold on to him. Mandatory OTA is now starting. I don't know. I didn't see if he reported or not. I didn't either, but if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm not going, and I'm being, and I'm still requesting a trade. I don't want to be a part of this organization. Yeah, you drafted me number one overall. You told me I was going to be the future. One bad year dealing with injuries, trying to do what I can to help this team. 
and it was like, okay, are we going to contract negotiations? Oh, you want to go get another guy? Okay, you got another guy. You paid him fully guaranteed contract. Yep. Bad decision. Well, you're going to have to live with that. I'm yeah, I, I definitely see Baker's point of view on the, like, I don't want to play for this franchise again. And uh, um, as most people know, not his biggest supporter either. And, you know, and speaking of the Browns, too, another player they have, uh, Kareem Hunt, who also has a little bit of a troubled background. I remember when he was a chief, he got in trouble Part of the reason why he got suspended cut was because he lied to the Chiefs in the league about what had happened. Deshaun Watson has also already met with the NFL. If he lied about what happened, the NFL will not like that. So that could result in an even bigger suspension, hopefully. Yep. And Bryce in the, uh, in the chat saying that Baker did not report today, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. I just, man, that's just so messed up, dude. Like, this whole thing, just to think about and comprehend it, I know I've said that several times on the show here today, so it's just, don't want to keep reiterating that, but with Baker, the thing is, okay, if you force a trade, where like where are you going to go? Like, that's another thing. It's like, yeah, that team is thing. not going to want to go trade is. for Baker. Like, as much as we say, like, okay, I understand Baker wanted to get out of there, we now also need to realize, who wants to go get Baker? It and is June answer, 8th. And that answer could still be nobody. Like, nobody, and like maybe nobody wants Baker. Jimmy Garoppolo is still out there, too. Yeah. Like, very much so. I don't know that either one of those guys will get traded. Like, with Garoppolo at this point, just hold on to him for a year. He's only got one year left on his deal. I know he's probably getting paid a lot, too. But, uh, you know, the reports out of San Francisco are that Trey Lance has not looked that great. Mm-hmm. I think you probably just hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo. But at the same time, he was excused from minicamp. He, he doesn't have to report. The 49ers said, no, we're, we're good. We get it. So I don't know what's going to happen. With him, Debo Samuel also at the 49ers, he did report to camp. Good so, for him. <laughs> yeah, on him to show up. Yeah, DK Metcalf did not report. That one was unexcused, so he's going to be getting a couple fines. Um, it's it's wild. The NFL just it's the off season, but it's it never stops, man. It, it still dominates stops. the news. It definitely does. And Drew Brees, he's officially out with NBC. Want to spend more time with his family. Yeah, and I get this one. I, I think that he was probably also maybe a little upset that he wasn't the Sunday night football guy. And maybe I, I think that he expected Chris Collinsworth to not be hanging around for much longer. It, he maybe also saw that he wasn't super popular in the booth. But I, I love this. And I, he even came out, I think it was on Twitter, of saying like he jumped from a 20-year NFL career right into the media stuff. It was a lot of work. Take some time off. Like he's not hurting for money. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Like how can you make that much money over your career and then be like, oh, gotta go out and get a job? Yeah, I spent all of it. I yeah. Did. You should be able to take like a year off. Yeah. And I at first when I first saw this, I was like, ah, whatever. Like you, that's just kinda like a cop out answer. But like when you were in the fact like, okay, yeah, you spent twenty years in the NFL, you got like what, four or five sons? Four sons and a daughter. I, he's got a ton of kids. Does he? I know he's got at least three. I think he's got because I think he's got a regardless. Yeah, he's got but kids. It's, he's got a lot of kids, and like, yeah, you want to see him grow up. These are like you know the most important years of their life. Be there for him. You know, go to all their games and stuff. I mean, you weren't able to before. It's like, hey, is dad coming? Nope, he's in Minnesota this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, whatever. It's like the Sean Payton story. He probably watched that movie. I was <laughs> like, oh shit, I need to. I'm going to coach my kids' game. Actually, that's that's what I'm going to do. And I have more power to him. I, I love this move. If you want to spend time with your family. Do it. Or maybe he'll do the whole Tom Brady thing of the, oh, shit, I uh, I thought I wanted to spend time with my family. 
Turns out I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But he is done with NBC, which is weird. He signed a multi-year deal. I guess maybe they've just mutually agreed to move on. From that contract, and like, ah, we paid you are for one year. Are those deals guaranteed? Are those like a fully guaranteed yeah. contracts TV? Those are. <laughs> See, like, Isn't it weird that like NFL contracts aren't? Like, how do you sign a contract and it's like, well, we're not guaranteeing that we'll pay you all this if you money. you don't have 100 receptions, <laughs> we're going to cut off $2 million of this. Yeah, or it's like uh, the first three years are guaranteed, but that fourth year, we kind of just know we're not going to pay you. Yeah, we might get rid of you, actually, if you're not living up to it. <laughs> like, to me, like that's not how contracts work in my mind, <laughs> even as a football guy growing up my whole life. Like, if you sign a contract, you should have to honor the whole thing, both well, you sides. you hurt. We're not paying you as much. Mm-hmm. I can remember even when Salvador Perez came out, and he was like, wait a second. I signed an extension with you guys, but I really think I'm underpaid. Sorry, dude. You signed the contract. Mm-hmm. You got to honor that one. Now the Royals were like, "Yeah, we we kind of duped you a little bit. We'll give you some more money." But you know, teams should have to honor their contract. And even like I know a lot of people are upset about the Deshaun Watson guaranteed contract. All contracts should be guaranteed. Yeah, especially in the NFL. I can't imagine that's like the one sport that I know of at least. I don't hockey contracts. I don't know. I'll figure them out. That'll be my summer goal. They're not that much at all. Those guys don't really make. But money. are they guaranteed? Do you know? I don't. Like they're getting millions, but I think it's like not very much. <laughs> and they played like yeah. just long of a season as NBA. It's I know. A um, demanding physical sport. I was looking up Nate McMahon, McKinnon. Nate McKinnon, because mm-hmm. I'm a big Avalanche guy. What well, his contract was? He signed a seven-year, forty-four million dollar contract. So, I mean, that's that's not much. You know what, the, I take it back. I guess I didn't realize they were that big. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they're Connor still McDavid, making... 10 years, 100 million. They're still making significant money. I, I apologize. I take all that back. For some reason, I didn't think the NHL was even, that well. Yeah, 10 years, 100 million, that's $10 million a year. That's... That's better than I thought. I thought they were making, like, three or four. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For the stars, even? And that's the peak. Connor McDavid, 10 years, 100 million. He is the peak. Thank yeah. Jesse. But even, uh, you know, with... Aaron Donald, his resigning. I saw somebody put it out there. It's like Aaron Donald just signed for Kevin Love money. And it's true. Kevin Love bringing in about 30 mil now, currently. <laughs> and Aaron Donald, like, oh, highest paid defensive player ever. <laughs> Congratulations. You're a sixth man in the NBA. <laughs> Those NBA deals. Call me Mr. Outlet. Yeah, they're crazy. I, but again, NBA deals. And I know this has been like an argument before. They're almost all guaranteed because the players and the agents just write that in the contract. Mm -hmm. It's not like a league rule like, hey, we're going to guarantee all these contracts. But it's become a thing, which it it should be. Or, you know, Major League Baseball contracts, they're guaranteed to where you've got the – it's almost Bobby Bonilla Day. What is that, July 1st? Uh, I think so. It's also just embarrassing that when you look at it, the fact that like one of the best defensive players we've ever seen – in our lives, playing in the NFL, is making the same amount of money as Kevin Love. No disrespect to Kevin Love. A little bit of disrespect to Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> You're making the same, like, NBA players just walk over to the NFL guy and be like, hey, man, we're going on this trip. And the NFL players are like, at some point be like, again? You're going on another mm-hmm. trip? And he's like, yeah, man, I got like $5 million coming in tomorrow. Right. It is not, but it's not just Kevin Love. You know, there's so many bad contracts <sighs> in the NBA. You'll get like a mid-level exception player, and it's like, he's making it. $15 million a year? He's making more than... <laughs> Take out the quarterback 
aspect of it because they're they're an outlier. They're on their own. They should be on their own salary cap almost. But like a fifteen million dollar receiver, like that's Allen Robinson money. Mm-hmm. Guys in the NBA probably not even seeing the court. What's Duncan Robinson making? It's probably about fifteen mil. He doesn't even play anymore. I know when I was growing up, it was like, oh, I'm going to have a son. Huh? Did you know the answer to that? I or figured Alan it was Robinson pretty close. Duncan Robinson? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Duncan Robinson made, made $15 million this year. Yeah. Did I'm good at guessing contracts and heights. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm stunned. <laughs> You're another guy. Derek White, right now for the Celtics, made $15 million this year. Right? Like, he, he's he's been a name throughout the finals so far, the two games, whatever. I get it. He should not be making Allen Robinson money. Patrick Beverly made fourteen million this year. Doug McDermott, thirteen point seven. That's more than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Derrick Rose made thirteen fucking million dollars this year. He's old and hurt. I'm kind of surprised he doesn't make more. Actually, just off the name recognition alone. Tristan Thompson made ten. Yeah. Those NBA contracts. When I was growing up, it used to be if you had a kid, you wanted him to learn how to throw left-handed so he could be like a pitcher in major leagues. Now, if you have a kid, have him start shooting threes. I don't know where the NBA is going to be in like 20 years, but I I think this three-point thing is here to stay for a while at least. Have your kid just shooting threes. Don't even worry about post-up moves, anything like that. Have him shoot threes. Shoot threes, dribble. It's all you got to do in the NBA right now. You don't have to be tall anymore. You don't have to jump. You just got to be able to shoot from really far away. I am just blown away by this. Kemba Walker, he's a 42nd ranked player in terms of salary. Made $34 million this year. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. second player in the NBA. Russell Westbrook making more money than Russell Wilson. Put that into perspective. <laughs> One of them sucks, and they're trying to figure out how to get rid of him other one is like, man, if only this guy was the quarterback for my franchise. What's Mahomes bringing in? 44, 45? Yeah. Russell Westbrook and Patrick Mahomes, same contract. Or James Harden. James Harden could have that player exception for like 47 mil. Yeah. Uh, he made 43 this last year for next year is 47. Russell Westbrook, 47 for next year as well. Russell Westbrook's going to make more money than Patrick Mahomes next year. That's stupid. And it's guaranteed to be like a six man, like that. They're trying to convince him to be like, you don't want to be a starter. If someone pays me forty-seven million dollars and I've been a superstar and a starter, I would accept the six-man role. Like you're going to pay me forty-seven. I'm going to be one of the highest-paid players in the NBA next year, mm-hmm. and I only have to come off the bench. Sign me up. I'll play half the, the fucking time. Yeah, Triple but the thing is, like, I don't even need that anymore. I don't even care. Yeah, it's like when we talked about golf yesterday. For like a million dollars, I can't be upset playing golf. Yeah. For $47 million, I do not care what I'm doing in the NBA anymore. Don't play me. Like, I'm fine. We no, always talk about Chase day. Daniel has like the best job. It's Duncan Robinson. That dude just comes in every once in a while. He's going to shoot some threes. Even if he misses them, it's like, eh, still cashing in. Got 15 mil. Most of the time, he just rides the bench. <laughs> he gets to live in Miami. He goes on these playoff runs. I mean, what's he doing in the offseason? Shoots threes, doesn't get better at defense. <laughs> the He's, Lakers have Russell Westbrook making forty-seven million next year. LeBron James making forty-four million. 
and Anthony Davis is set to make $37 million. Next, That's all next year. Those three players are all in the top 20 of highest-paid players in the NBA. What was LeBron? LeBron is 44. I, if you're LeBron, you got to be super pissed that Westbrook's getting paid more than you. <laughs> He's an active playing billionaire. He don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's got so much going on for him off the court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. He's officially a billionaire, though. Yeah. Was he the – I saw he was like the first something billionaire. I don't know. The first active player. To first active team. player, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Jordan and Kobe were both mm-hmm. on there as well. I don't – I don't know how Kobe made it. Uh, I think he did like some film stuff when he retired. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what did it. That Nike deal that he signed was pretty big. Yeah. When he was still going. I think that. And like I think he opened like some – Mamba City or Mom City, something like along those lines, like those gyms and courts and stuff that he was opening around the country. Those are going to make you money too, like memberships and stuff. So, yeah, Duncan Robinson this year played twenty five minutes per game in the regular season. He's making fifteen million dollars. Allen Robinson's got to be pissed. Like, man, I've been, I finally got myself a good quarterback, and I'm not making Duncan Robinson money. <laughs> He's a, he's a big NBA fan, too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that he's aware. And I know a lot of these NFL guys are, too. Especially once we get into the basketball offseason and start talking about, like, oh, this free agent signed there. You'll see the NFL players being like, i got to start working on my jumper. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like, what NFL players actually think about that. Like, how their contracts compare. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you never want to count another man's money. Like, you hear some players say that. But at the same time, it's like, man. Especially the taller ones. Yeah. You know, like. Did you try I, to play basketball and didn't work out? So you're like, you're okay making 15 million catching a football because you couldn't make a consistent right. 15 foot jumper? Then, all yeah. right, yeah, you are happy. You're fine with that. There's a reason why Tony Gonzalez was like, I'm going to really try this basketball thing. And if it doesn't work out, <laughs> then yeah, I'll do the, the NFL stuff. But I, I would too. It's, it's an easier sport. It's not I, – I do think basketball is grueling and playing you know, three or four times a week is going to be tough. But at the same time, it's not the NFL. The soreness felt after a football game is nowhere near the soreness you feel after a basketball game. And again, like we talked about, high school tournaments, you're playing back-to-back-to-backs. You're also going to school all day. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, nowhere near. Maybe it was because my offensive line was just fucking terrible and I yelled at them. But waking up on Saturdays after a Friday night game, it hurt so bad. It would take Saturday and Sunday to recover from a high school football game. Basketball tournament, whatever. I'm good. Let's say you ran 50 plays. You got hit every play. Yeah. Even if you didn't have the ball because they're like, oh, we got to set a tone. Keep hitting this kid. Like, I don't even fucking have it. Right. I gave it to that guy. (laughs) Oh, sorry, man. Didn't see it. I just, you know, eyes on the quarterback. Doing my Uh job. I had a tackle one time in junior high, and it was a team that read the option, and I tackled the quarterback, and he popped up. He's like, I don't even have the fucking ball, man. And I was like, you don't? Like, I just misread the play. I should not have tackled him at all. Like, He handed it off to the fullback, I think, and then carried out the option. And I was like, my job, hit the quarterback. And I hit him. He was like, I don't even have the fucking ball. He was like almost crying, but I thought I like made a big play. Kid didn't have the ball. Sorry, dude, don't carry out the fake. You don't want to hit. Don't carry out the fake. Uh, (laughs) Right? And speaking of money, I don't know if you saw this one or not. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are joining the LIV tour. And it sounds like Ricky Fowler going to as well. Did you see a price point offered? I have not seen that yet. I I was looking for it this morning. I haven't seen anything 
I assume that it's it's going to be probably similar to what Dustin Johnson got, at least for DeChambeau. He he might bring in one fifty. That's just so much money to throw around. And another thing that I'm curious about that I haven't seen, what's the, like, over how many years? That's what I was actually getting ready to wonder, too. Like, there's no way they're paying you $150 million for a year. Because after that conversation we just had about raising our kids to either be a left-handed pitcher or shoot three, mm-hmm. you're swinging a golf club, my guy. Yeah, that's just so difficult. But do you think it's harder to be a pro golfer or a professional basketball player? You know what? That's actually a really good there's question. Just, like basketball, I think there's a lot more that plays into. Yeah, like you have to be gifted athletically. Yeah, you have to be athletic, fast. You know, you have to have timing. You do have to be tall. I know. I said that like height doesn't matter. Yeah. You got to be above six feet. Like Steph Curry's still six three. Right. Like, so with golf though, I don't know because I feel like golf is more of like a privileged sport. Like yeah, that's what I was really thinking set too. up from like a kid all the way up. It's not. We don't have kids yeah. from, you know, inner city playing golf. Around. Yeah, and that's the Steph Curry thing of, like, trying to provide that because it is super expensive. Like, mm-hmm. it, to play golf that seriously, you have to be – got to be rich. Yeah. You've probably got a membership at a, a country club somewhere where you can golf all the time. Because even just going out and playing nine holes at a shitty course in Joplin, yep. 20 bucks. Yep. If you're doing time. that a couple times a week, and you're also, you know, you're probably taking father-son duo or coach – Kid yep. duo, and now or you're looking at forty bucks. You're that young of age. You're taking lessons. Mm-hmm. You got to pay a golf pro. You know, then you got to pay the course fee as well because you're using their course. And like people just have, you know, their own golf course in their backyard. You got a basketball goal anywhere you want almost. Yeah, yeah. One, you have to be very athletic. One, you have to be very rich. Yeah, maybe not very rich. You got to be very well off. I I still think I'm going to go with rich. Yeah, I very much so. Yeah. Probably still harder to be a basketball player because they're naturally just gifted. But I don't know. I think it's very difficult to go pro in golf. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I knew but a kid. Once you get there, you're set and you're fine if you make the cuts. Cause I can't Again, play. yeah, you got to be invited to join this league. They're not <laughs> yeah. just like handing out. I can't go and apply. Yeah. Or can I? Maybe I should look. I think you got to kind of play your way up. Yeah. Pro am. Can I submit the one time that I kept score on a golf you know card? The tournaments that we play in now, I'm <laughs> placing up those. It finished last in the golf league that we played in. There, there is going to be, we're playing in another, in a golf tournament in a couple of weeks. July it's going to be on a Friday. We're not taking the day off. We're doing the show live. We do the show live from the golf course. We might do it from our phones. Like we're not taking equipment. We're just gonna no, no laptops. It's gonna be, yeah. Make sure the phone's charged up. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to bring a couple of those chargers. <laughs> yeah, just plug into the headsets. I I think we can make it work, but I think that's the plan. We signed up to play in one of our buddies' golf tournaments. He's been a great supporter of our golf tournament. Yep. It, also, it's just fun. It's yeah. fun to do it. So we're going to do that. But at the same time, we talked, like, not going to take the day off. I think it will be a fun experience to do, do the I show. Need to go get, do I need to get new AirPods and we'll just do the show through that? I mean, we can that, that's my plan. this off of it. But. Um, I'm actually, I'm old school. I still use the corded headphones. That's not a bad idea. I have the pods, but anytime I'm doing something where I'm active, if I'm mowing, if I, that's about all I do that's active, <laughs> I like to have the corded ones still. Yeah, Call me a loser. My, I don't care. I don't need my headphone falling out of my ear when I'm swinging. Exactly. And I send that 150 yards. Then you have to look for it. I saw, I think it was Josh Hart 
earlier today. He showed like a screenshot of all the AirPods that he has. He's like, I keep losing them. So he had like more than 10. It's like Josh Hart, AirPod number one, number two. He's like, I just keep losing these things. I don't lose the quartered ones. I'm also terrified that my AirPods are going to fall out when I'm mowing. I'm just going to mow right over it or bury it in grass or something. I fell out of your truck when we got back from Nashville. Yep. Homeless guy just walking around with some AirPods like, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Don't know how these work, but they're in my ear. Probably doesn't have a phone to connect it to, yeah. but probably sold them for some meth. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, I trade you these AirPods for some meth. The dealer's like, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> right. Um, I'm looking forward to that, though. Maybe our golf scores will be up there high enough that we get on the LIV tour. I'm looking for some new clubs anyway, so hopefully they're in by then. I should probably, I should probably go golfing soon. Yeah. I went once this year, maybe twice. I might go today. Have we golfed together this year? We have not. I don't think we have. I think I've golfed twice this year. I've been multiple times, but... I've gone twice this year. <laughs> yeah. I, the golf tournament that we're about to play in, it we're not going to finish last. And it's a tough course. But we're not going to finish last. We're not? Nope. If we finish last, then we've got to question some things. That's a very solid point. <laughs> in the golf league that we play in, we will finish last. Yeah. It that, is that's expected. <laughs> the fact that they let us play in the league, it's something. Hey, someone's got to place last. I mean, someone's got to be willing to take that spot, and it might as right? well be us. But it is fun when you walk up there and you just go, boys, who's finishing second today? Because we already got first lockdown. <laughs> what was the score those guys had last year where we walk up to the clubhouse, everybody's sharing their scores, and it, they're like, oh, what do we, yeah, like, what do we shoot? Like a 14. <laughs> and we're both like, under? You <laughs> shot 14 under? It's a nine hole. We played nine holes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you fucking kidding? We shot 14 over. <laughs> that's like, they, they asked us that. That's what, that's what the 14 was. They were like, you shot a 14? And we we're like, yeah. And I was like, what'd you shoot? And they were like, uh, like a three or four. And I was like, you shot four over? That's awesome. And they were like, no, under. And I was like, oh, we shot 14 over. Yeah, that's what like, it was. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Because the look on their face at first was like, holy shit, didn't expect that from you guys. And then like, the look on our face, club. <laughs> holy shit, I didn't know that was possible. They were good. They're they're very, very good out there. And then there there was us. But it's fun. We bring the uh, the energy. Absolutely. Hype, the entertainment. Yeah. We throw them Wilson clubs on the back of that cart, and they're, we, they know we mean business. Yeah, <laughs> I put my clubs on the cart, and one guy goes, I, I had those for my starter clubs as well. So I go, these are not my starter clubs. <laughs> these are my everyday clubs, my guy. Yeah, I paid that, 200 bucks for these. bring out that recycled bucket of balls that has 50 in it from Academy <laughs> that you bought right before rolling up. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you splurge by buying those $13 plastic tees. We're here to golf, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here. Rip we're it and rip it. Huff and dough back. We're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> it's gonna be fun though, uh, playing in that. Look forward to it. What is it? July first. Yep. July first. July first. Live from the golf course. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be entertaining. You're gonna get to hear. Maybe we do some video stuff too of just how bad we are. <laughs> I went golfing this last weekend, and uh, I took my girlfriend with me, and this was her first Ooh, time throwing around the title. Yep. Her first time ever on a golf course. And I was like, Oh really? Right. Like I kinda wanted like I wanted her to be able to enjoy it. So I was like, I'll let you drive the cart and then I'll let you putt. 
And first two holes, I'm off to like honestly playing like really good. She's like, "Wow, you're actually like pretty good at this." I was like, "Yeah, you know, like been playing for a little bit, just kind of get a little cocky." Third hole on the tee box, right along the highway, I hit the piss out of it. Like I'm confident. I was like, "All right, time for the driver." Not using the three wood, get the driver out, hit it, and I just slice it right into the road. And she just goes, "Well, why'd you do that?" And I was just like, "Hey, <laughs> that's not what I need to hear right now." And she was like, "Well, what? Did you do that on purpose? Like you can't hit from over there." And I was like, I know that it was an accident. She was like, well, <laughs> we're not you... going to find that one. I was like, just please stop. Have you seen the Family Guy skit? Like this happens <laughs> yeah. where she, Lois comes up and she's like, so what's the goal? I just hit it in the water. And Peter's like, no, that's not the goal. You try to hit it over here. She's like, but you hit it in the water. He's like, oh, I'm not supposed to hit it in the water. <laughs> that is, that is yeah, definitely you. Her just whole like, well, why'd you do that? And she was so like genuine about it. I was just like, I think oh. you guys might need to dress up as Peter and Lois for Halloween. <laughs> With some shitty golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, just based off that story alone. <laughs> so that's going to be exciting for you. You get to uh, jump back into the whole partner Halloween costume. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> Not a fan? Uh, I don't know. I guess I never really did it before. We did. It was dumb. <laughs> you did. I, I've seen it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you, a lumberjack or something? Yeah, and then one year was The Purge. The Purge? Mm-hmm. Like the, you dress up, you put like the purge mask on. What is the purge mask? I don't, I'm not. The one of like the real big smiles are kind of creepy from like the first purge. I don't remember. I've seen the movies. I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. There was a mask. Also, I question it. Like you did that. You clearly had no say in that. Yeah. No, it was. Just, <laughs> did, did you get to decide the next to year? Do, like hot dog and ketchup or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, salt and peppers here. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> look at us. No, here we're murderers. I can't even watch this movie or look I'm at this. Just around, I'm just going around giving everyone hugs. Like I just purge in love. <laughs> Here's a hug for you. Uh, I saw a, a buddy of mine did the Bob Ross and his wife girlfriend was a tree one oh, time. Happy good. trees. Yeah. Actually, I think it might have been the other way around. I think she was I do Bob think it's Ross. Funny when he was the like, actually, When couples like flip the roles like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are good. Yeah, I also liked the like themed parties where it's come dressed as your significant other. Ooh. That's kind of fun. I see that a lot on TikTok. Yeah, that would be a good idea, actually. Yeah, you, you get some of those ladies. It's hilarious when they come and dress like their dudes, <laughs> and then their dude comes in like wearing a dress <laughs> and like high heels, and she's in t-shirt and shorts. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, theme parties, kind of underrated. They are a lot of fun. They're fun if you have people buy in. Yeah. If you have people show up that are like, uh, not super serious about it, like, what are you talking about? I do have a costume. Like yeah. the Jim Halpert three-hole punch gym. That's not going to cut it for me, buddy. Yeah. You got to come with a real costume. Or it's just not fun. It just it feels awkward for me. No, I get it. Yeah. Either, you're either all in or you're not. Mm-hmm. All gas, no brakes. Yeah, um, uh, let's get to our would you rather's. Uh, like I said, a couple we've we got three of them that are listener submitted would you rather's, and then we're going to get into some animal edition would you rather's. The first one comes from one of our listeners. It, it's kind of serious. This kind of takes me back to the whole just the tip days. Yeah, of people actually needing help. And again, I love it when the listeners submit would you rather's, tell the truth Tuesdays, any of that. If you've got it, send it. DM one of us. If you want your name mentioned, we'll mention it. Like yesterday, sitting down to pee. Thought that was hilarious. Uh, this one, uh, I need some hu- some advice 
from you and Melo. This one was sent to you uh, for a Would You Rather Wednesday. I'm being offered two jobs. One, which I know I will despise and take me a year or two to be promoted, but will pay approximately $20,000 more than the other job, which I would like, uh, which would take approximately six months to be promoted, but still be around less than 5000 less than the top end of the other job. I'm stressing about this consistently. My friends and family say go for the higher paying job, but they don't have to experience the misery of the job. Some advice from my friends would be much appreciated. Uh, I, for me, I'm not a big money guy. I say go for the job that you're going to like. Yeah, quality of life is so much more valuable than the paycheck that comes in every two weeks or once a month or every week. Like you mm-hmm. can get paid a job every week and be like, wow, this is great. This is fun. I'm making good money. But if you're not happy in life, then it doesn't matter what you're getting paid. And yeah. if it's $5,000 less, is your happiness worth $5,000? Or even $20,000. That's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to spend at least 40 hours a week there. Yeah. That's a lot of time. That's the people you're working with, the role of your job. And then when you're sitting there looking for a promotion, it's like, well, the promotion actually got, you know, extended a little bit. They need more time to make decisions or, you know, they're rechanging the way things are done in the company. And like that just takes time and it's annoying and it's an excuse that they use to kind of just keep pushing things further along. But if it's like, okay, well, cool, I'm getting $20,000 more, you know, than I was before, I guess the paycheck's nice, that's whatever. At some point, it feels like you're really in a position, too, where like you're still wanting to advance in your career. Mm-hmm. Don't be chasing money at this point, then. Just don't be, go chasing waterfalls. No. No, there will be a time where you chase money, you get your money. But like right Have you now, heard that like, song? Yes, I've heard Okay. <laughs> what song? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. I'm going to have to listen to that song as soon as this uh, you actually did a pretty damn good as soon as this that. is over. I uh, just kind of wanted to sit back. You know, and rock out to some TLC. <laughs> and that's a vibe for this Wednesday. On way to lunch. <laughs> and then I think with our guy here, too, who's asking the question, even though your friends and family are like, oh, take the, take the better job, I think clearly you're asking the question because you want someone on your side of like, I don't want to take that job. I need somebody in my corner that is like, take the job that you're going to enjoy. And I, I think that that is, for quality of life, like that's the easy way to do yeah. it. That's the right way to do it. And maybe you'll find that in this other job, uh, there are better opportunities to advance and get promoted. And I think if you like your job, you're better at your job too. I know when I was starting to get burnt out on teaching and became frustrated with that, mm-hmm. I was not as good of a teacher as I was in year one or two when I was still really excited about it and eager to do it. And even then, like I was podcasting and teaching and coaching then, yep. uh, finally made that decision that quality of life, I, I, I have no time to do anything for myself. I'm going to jump into this media thing. I love what I do now. It's absolutely fantastic. So I don't know. To me, it's easy. Do the job that you're going to enjoy more. Yep. And that's, Again, $5,000 for your happiness. That's kind of the decision. And your friends and family, like, yeah, because they're going to tell you to go make that money. Like, what, how does that impact them? You know what I mean? That doesn't impact their day-to-day. It's not their money. They're not getting to see it. Mm-hmm. But they're probably excited to be like, oh, sweet Christmas and birthdays. He's going to be able to spend more money on me because I know he's getting paid more. Yeah. Screw that. Or a lot of people do tie money to happiness. Like, oh, obviously, if you're making more money, you're going to be happier. Yeah. That's not always the case. Now, definitely not sometimes it definitely is. For a million dollars, I would do just about any career. <laughs> But I like what I'm doing here. They want to offer me a million dollars. A million dollars to be a teacher? Would you quit this? 
A million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, I would. Okay. <laughs> is that ever going to happen? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. There are actually people in this That's why world that, that think teachers are overpaid. That's a, there are a lot of dumb people in this world, but there are people that think teachers are overpaid and that they don't work enough. I was talking to a, a guy that uh, we follow each other on Twitter. He's a teacher. He's a coach the other day. A lot of people don't realize the work that teachers put in over the summer. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I, last day of school, see ya, be there on the first day of school. A lot of times you have to like rewrite your curriculum and stuff, and it sucks. Like The summer work that you have to do is terrible. Hated it. It's another reason why I got burnt out. And then the hours you put in during you have the to spend the whole summer writing a curriculum what you're going to teach in the school year. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Well, one year we had to completely redo it. So we had like a math program, which was super easy. It's like, hey, this is what you're going to teach on that day. But the the school didn't like it, so like you guys should just write your own. What do you want to teach? Write your own. And we had to do it from scratch. Like, what are we going to teach on the first day of school? Here's the plan. What are we going to teach on the last day of school? Had to work through the whole fucking thing. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah. Did you like it better, though? Like, once you were in the school No. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Some people did. No. Dude, there was a year where I could just go in. And uh, in my last year teaching, my last two years teaching, all right, so first two years, had a math program. Nobody really liked it. So then we had to redo it, did it. Second and third year, I think. And then for my fourth and fifth year, we got a new superintendent. And I was like, no, that's bullshit. You guys shouldn't be spending all this time writing curriculum. Just find a math program you like. So for my fourth and fifth year, we had a math program that everybody liked. And I could just come in and be like, what am I teaching today? Like, I got the general idea of it. It's already laid out for me, everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it had questions that you should ask your students. Like It was very detailed and super easy. Still... Dealing with parents and yeah. principals drove me away from the profession. Yep. For a mill, I can put up with just about anything. Shit. How many parents got complaints today? <laughs> I just pay them off. I dropped four <laughs> f bombs last week. I don't care. Yeah, think I give a fuck about Matt? Yeah, <laughs> shit, kid's an idiot. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, you can't speak to me. <laughs> that little bastard would shut up. I would have got the lesson finished. Right, I just hire somebody to be like, you're my email guy. <laughs> Anytime parents complain about the stuff that I say, you just you take care uh. of it. You're my email guy. Uh, another one. Would you rather have your significant other be a stripper or OnlyFans creator? Honestly, probably a stripper. Really? Because the OnlyFans, I feel like that just kind of, those levels just kind of keep growing with it and it gets like worse and worse. I will be honest and say I've never seen an OnlyFans content. I like you just see it because like people are like oh this person's like leaked or something like on Twitter and you're just like what the heck is this going like what's going on with this mm-hmm. or like you see other people are like oh why don't you do this and put it on your OnlyFans I was like why in the world are you gonna go that far for an OnlyFans like just get a better job like quit Target like it's not <laughs> like it shouldn't be that difficult to just like find a new gig like you, that doesn't need to be the end all be all solution. Yeah. For how you handle things. I, there are people out there making a ton of money off of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. It's odd. Maybe See, I would say OnlyFans. So for like, me, like with the stripper, and the old saying is don't date the stripper. And I agree with that. 
for a stripper, you don't know what's going on when you're away. Hopefully, you're in a trusting relationship. But at the same time, in the back mm-hmm. of your mind, you're probably like, my girlfriend's a stripper, um, assuming you're a straight male. Uh, and, and then you just say, you don't know what's happening in that VIP room. And if yeah. she's on OnlyFans, you've probably got like a free subscription. Be like, yeah, I'm going to check this out too. So you kind of know what's going on and what's happening. And yeah. she might be like, hey, this is what my fans want. You kind of got to be a part of this too now. But like, at least I know about it. I know what's going on. I can see it. Yeah, that's true. And also, man, OnlyFans, I don't, I, again, I don't sign into it. I'm, I'm pretty honest, so I'm not lying to you guys. I've never like created an account or anything like that. But I feel like you kind of know what's going on. And also, people just making shitloads of money off just pictures of their feet. I saw a girl post a picture of her feet on Twitter yesterday. And like all the replies were like, oh, honey, don't post these pictures for free. Sell these. They're pictures of feet. Mm-hmm. There are people out there. I think I'm looking at one. Yeah, I, th- have I like think I'm going to switch thing. my answer. I think it would be OnlyFans because then you can kind of monitor everything that's going on. Yeah. And that sounds a little controlling, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, it's also- a certain level of like uncomfortability on my end. Done. Yeah. It, it's a tricky, you know, tough area. It's also just a situation I hope I never find myself in. I hope I find myself in one. I would love to date someone who's creating OnlyFans content. They're making 30000 I saw people will post it and be like, I made $30,000 this month by posting pictures of myself. So not even like videos or anything. Like You're just posting pictures? Go off, queen. Post <laughs> pictures of your boobs, your butt, your feet, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm all about it. We live in L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> yeah, like that's probably what it's going to take for me to get back into relationships. I, well, I'm going to set up an OnlyFans account. I'm just going to search for the next Mrs. Is that a swipe left or right type of situation too? <laughs> right? Nah, nah. <laughs> w- would you sell pictures of yourself online? Um, Like of... I left it very vague. Like exclusive content, like <laughs> feet picture. I'll sell my feet. If there were, uh, is there a market for men's feet? Because I will. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have attractive feet though. I don't know. Maybe I that's because I'm not a foot guy. I just I can't imagine yeah, looking at a foot and being like, yeah, I'd like like to see more of that. Yeah. Take that sock off. What's that look like? <laughs> or even a slower. <laughs> on OnlyFans, man, there's so many weird people out here. There's people weird. sell their farts in jars. Yeah, with, uh, that was on the news. I, or saw, I saw it somewhere where, like, a girl had made $100,000 in a year putting farts in a mason jar and selling them. Mm-hmm. And her biggest issue was the jars would break in shipping. Yeah. So she would have to refund the money. Or I saw something. That's your biggest struggle in life. It's like, I need durable mason jars. Yeah. Is there a <laughs> plastic mason jar that I can fart into? Like, what's the best jar to fart into? Oh, man. But I, if somebody wants to pay me for my farts, I'm doing it. I have seen people say, like, I got to see you a video of you farting in the jar, which is also just so weird to me. I don't want to, uh, you know, put anyone down for whatever your fetish is. There's some stuff that's just weird. Buying somebody's farts in a jar or uh, bath water. I'll sell my bath water. My <laughs> girlfriend wants to sell her bath water. Let her. They don't I'll know fill up mine. the tub. Yeah, they don't need to know who's, who actually got in the bath. I will be the guy putting it into the jar. I will be scooping buckets of the bath water out. I will do all the behind-the-scenes work. 
I will fill the bucket. Hey, dirty guy, sixty-nine. You want the water from right here? Gotcha. Scooped it up. Watch this. You just watched me twist the lid on. Sealed mm-hmm. up. This is your package coming to you. Yeah, dirty underwear is another one. Uh, hey, I'll do it. If this content, if anybody is interested in my farts, dirty underwear, feet pictures, bath water, whatever. I would do it in a heartbeat. I will set up an account tomorrow. My DMs are open. You just let me know. I would do it. All of it. No doubt. I feel like if someone... (laughs) Even knowing... my girlfriend... Because she actually asked me that at the beginning of the relationship. uh, Because her and her cousins were having a discussion. Like, Do you think it's like morally (laughs) correct to like sell like pictures of your feet? And I was like, make your money. Like, I don't care at all. And, like, the other girl's husband was like, no, like, not at all. I was like, dude, you're benefiting off of it as well. Like, your yeah. husband and a wife, it's her feet. Are you? Do you like the feet? No. Cool. Make Someone does. people that do. Yeah. And I know that there are some OnlyFans accounts I've heard of that go real far. And it's, like, it's borderline pornography or maybe yeah. it is. You don't have to cross that line. I wouldn't cross that line. Yeah. Maybe that's just a body confidence thing. I, I don't. I don't think I could do it. No. Everything has a price tag. I could do it. DMs are open. Just let me know. <laughs> but it would have to be a significant amount. I knew today was going to be a long show. <laughs> I don't know why, but I woke up this morning and I just my alarm went off. And my eyes opened up, and my mindset was just like, "Let's fucking go, dude!" <laughs> like that was like the first thing I said to myself when I woke up. And I just knew that today was going to be one of those days, and it is. Hey, Jake put it in the chat. If my girl wanted to start one, go for it. Your boy needs a PS5. <laughs> preach. Yeah. Freaking preach. Uh, I'm on that wait list for a $500 one. Yeah. If somebody's doing OnlyFans, I don't have to wait anymore. Here's 1000 oh, Go for it. You're right. Got one now. Babe, post more, a couple more pictures, please. I need some new clubs. <laughs> Someone was selling uh, cake that was farted on. Why? Why are I... I want to talk to some of these people, but at the same time, I don't. Like, how does that do it for you? To watch someone fart. And like, then you're you like, yeah, now I'm turned on. <laughs> like, what do you do when the cake gets there? <laughs> yeah, are you eating it? Do you smell it? What? Yeah. God, I don't want a cake shame. Has, this, this frosting did a real good job of absorbing that. No, I haven't got a kink shame. That's messed up. That's a weird. <laughs> yeah, that's... I hope like none of our friends that are listening are like, I'm that guy. I'm the guy buying jars of fart. What do you do with the jar after you're done with it? After you've opened it, you smell the fart. Do you keep it? Do you label it? Do you just put Is it a collector's piece? Do you use it for like your tea the next day? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got myself a hmm. new cup. Where's you, where, That's why weird. Why these mason jars? Do hey. you, I don't see you buying boxes of them. You Listen, have a lot of mason oh, jars. Yeah, I do. And here's, I knew you were going to hmm. do this eventually when I was bringing them up. Hmm. You know what? Here's the other thing. You bought me those mason jars and gifted them to me. Yeah. I get them in bulk. Huh. Every every month, uh, Amazon subscription, it just knows to send me 12 more. Gotcha. Yeah. Your boy be pooping in jars. So we're over here kink shaming. <laughs> it's me <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I did lie. It's I do mellow. have an OnlyFans account. For real, though. If you anyone's do. interested, DM me. Oh. I, I, will, I will fart in a jar. Five we'll have bucks. a mic'd up OnlyFans. Whose feet are these? <laughs> yeah, right. Place your bets now. That actually might be something. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm not opposed to it. I don't kink shame. As long as everybody's on board for it. 
I would do it on OnlyFans. Again, DMs are open. It's at Mellow on Twitter. Contact me on Facebook. I would do it knowing that at some point my daughters are even going to be like, I found this picture online. Like sometimes I've had uh, people ask me before, like, what are you going to do uh, when your daughter see your tweets? Not give a fuck is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't care. They know I'm wild. <laughs> I had somebody like DM me at one time after one of my tweets in like 2018 or something, like a long time ago. I was still teaching. Like, what are you, you going to do when your daughter sees this tweet? Like, I don't know, probably won't laugh about it. You should hear some of the shit that comes out of their mouths. <laughs> some of it I can't even say on this podcast. They're my daughter. Like, <laughs> right. Where do you think they got their sense of humor from? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a, a little bit of a different person around them. I try to be a little bit more responsible. I don't drink or smoke weed around them. Not many topics off the table yeah. when it comes to them. Uh, would you rather <laughs> be followed by a bird or held by an orangutan? I'll be followed by a flock of birds. I don't give a Same. shit. An orangutan? Nope. Ain't <laughs> happening. Yeah. And, and like watching that, that video monster. yesterday, yeah, that came out of the monkey grabbing a guy and like wouldn't let him go. That that's terrifying. I'm afraid of birds, but I I would not fuck with a monkey. It, like, people have them as pets. I don't understand that have either. You had those. Uh, I think it was a spring. It was Kansas City Zoo. They have this like monkey exhibit, and they have like these glass like glass walls or whatnot because like you walk inside but the monkeys are allowed to go along like the exterior of the building but like on the inside there's like this walkway so it kind of built like an aquarium right where like the water would be above you or whatnot and you walk underneath it but they have that for the monkeys and it's just a square shape and they're like these screeching howling monkeys and so i realized like i can kind of howl too or whatnot so i'm kind of joking doing it back and there's like a group of kids and they're like kind of (laughs) chuckling at it well, all of a sudden, this one monkey, I kid you not, dude, scared the shit out of me, comes flying from the top of it, grabs a rope, like swings off of it, comes around, grabs another rope, and smacks the glass right in front of my face, and then just like screamed into it while looking at me. Planet like, of the Apes shit going I was like, on. this thing wants to eat my fucking face off. And I was like, <laughs> yep. we're leaving. I, like, I grabbed my girl, and I was like, we're out. Like, nope, we're done. Wasn't that a true story? Uh, maybe it was one of those... Like urban legend things of a girl that had a pet monkey and it ripped her face off. Yeah, no, that's I think that true. happened a couple of years ago. Uh, like that nature is metal type like account yeah. on Instagram. There's a guy in like a, a foreign country who's just sitting there playing with a monkey and he's like playing with it and like takes the uh, the banana away from it or something and the monkey gets mad, bites the side of his face and like rips the skin like right into his like pretty much scalps him almost like right yeah. then and there and the guy's just like oh my god like that's just a strip of my yeah head gone i can remember when i was a kid one of my best friends his family they were going to get a pet monkey and like he was telling me about it at school i came home and told my mom like hey this friend's getting they're going to get a pet monkey and my mom said well if they do you're never going over there again and i'm like what why and then like a month later seriously somebody got attacked by a monkey and she's like that's why and their family Decided not to get the pet monkey yep. anymore. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, uh, my mom told me a story. I think – I don't know if she saw it on the news or if she had a friend, family friend or something. But they had like – she had a python snake as a pet. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one day where the snake started acting real weird and it got real big. And one day she said it was just like – it laid in the living room and like was just like stretching it like just like real stiff and long. And she said it had been there for like a day. So what she was it? A vet, uh, like a python. 
How was it laying? It was on the ground. Uh-huh. All right, dog. She calls the vet. It was real like, stiff and hey, <laughs> What's wrong with my snake? Like, is it sick? And the vet was like, no, you need to, like, leave the house because that snake is preparing to eat you. Like, yeah. it was stretching its stomach mm-hmm. out, like, stretching itself out to get ready to eat her. Like, that's yeah. how big of a snake it was. I was like, why the fuck, one, do you have a snake that damn big? And two, like, are you not feeding it enough to where it looks at you? And I was like, there's my meal. Yeah. And Angie puts it in the chat. He was in her bed. And if I remember the story right, too, it, she slept with this snake like in her bed. Do you and know then what it was, this is? No, it, but it's I've heard the story as well. Oh, okay. That it was preparing to eat this person. Yes. It, that's That's wild, too. People that own snakes... Better than monkeys. If they're like the little bitty snakes, I'm cool with it. Like I've actually got to hold one, and it was kind of neat because they're just pretty chill. But like once they get too big and they're like wrapping themselves around your entire arm, I'm all right. I still need you in a hand grip where I can just sit there and fling the shit at you if mm-hmm. you do something. It's a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So you like the smaller snakes? That's more your comfort level, you would say? I mean, I'm used to bigger snakes, but more comfortable with the little one, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, would you rather fight a bear or a gorilla? Honestly, a bear. Yeah. Because I'm not fucking like with, with a gorilla. A, I feel like with a bear, you see the swings coming. Now, if it hits you, you're toast. Yeah. But, like, um, and also with the bear, I feel like I would be, I feel like I have a better chance of getting away than a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. yeah like you screwed either like, way. Yeah. But for me, like, gorillas are so smart. Yes. And they have, like, four arms. Like, or four hands, I should say. Like, their feet are also, can you be used as hands? hmm So it, that's always been an easy one. That's just, like, kind of a popular one. And if someone says, like, who would win in a fight, a bear or a gorilla, that answer is a gorilla. Yeah, I think so, too. Again, probably fairly equal in strength. But the intelligence of a gorilla... Yeah, it's it's a gorilla all like day. A gorilla I think gorilla has thumbs. Like it can wrap around you and rip. <laughs> they strategize. I all bears okay. just like grrr. Like, <laughs> bear. Brows are like real mean, and it's just like dirt dirt. <laughs> Got want to play with this? Oh, head gone. Guess I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bears super cool. I like them. I think a gorilla is the toughest animal in existence. Mm-hmm. The people that go to the Amazon and like sit with them or whatnot, like a herd of them. That's pretty crazy. I don't think it's called a herd, but like a group of gorillas or apes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like silverback gorillas. There ain't no way I could do that. And then when yeah. he charges you, they're like, just sit still. He's just testing you. What do they do when they charge a gorilla? They they, they just run at you. They don't make any noise. I think there's just like one loud Don't they like pound their chest? Uh, I think they can, yeah. It's actually really loud. Have you heard that? Uh, and they don't use like they don't use fists. They maybe. just use like their their top knuckles by their fingernails. I wish I could hear it, but I don't know if I have. Like you want to know what it sounds like? I yeah. Think I could, possibility. Let me see if I can get a set up in the microphone. <laughs> Did it come across? No. <laughs> it fucking hurts like hell. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was I was Gosh, really setting you up to, to do it. I, I was hoping that you wouldn't. <laughs> hey, man, Tarzan. As a kid, I thought that movie was legit. The Planet of the Apes movie is the one that like I always. Like, it's not going to happen, but, like, maybe it could. What if there is a civilian? Here's another thing. Did you hear about that pothole in China? I saw this on TikTok the other day. I have not. There's like a, I swear to God, there's like a 170-foot pothole that opened up in China. 
and they sent explorers down there. And at the bottom of the hole is grass and like trees. And the grass is like shoulder high for these guys. So this grass is like almost six feet tall. The bottom of this pot, like you're telling me there's a whole other ecosystem underneath the earth and this pothole just opened up? You might have planted the apes going on down there and we didn't even freaking know about it. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok the other day and I remember it was a Facebook post. I don't remember. It was a picture of the world, of the globe, and it was of the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. And it was like if you angle it just right, you actually barely see any land. So if aliens, if like that's their only view of us, they would maybe come visit Earth and be like, it's just water. All the life form is like it's all underwater. Like, we, don't, we don't fuck with that place. So we can't ble- breathe underwater, so we don't go there. Kind of wild. There's also the theory that there are aliens and they live in water. Oh. There's been several sightings of just seeing random like aircraft things going into water. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of ships have said that actually, like ship members. <laughs> seen I'm serious. The reports are out there, dude. I've looked it up. Shit's crazy. <laughs> you're yeah. You're a firm believer in aliens. I'm I'm a well, firm believer in the saying of like we're either the only thing out there or we're not, and both are equally terrifying. Yeah. That's I agree, mindset. too. I think there's probably some kind of life form out there. I don't know if it's like big, tall, green, or gray aliens. Yeah. But it, there's probably something, some kind of a bacteria, a plant, or something that we've maybe never even heard of. There's just too much shit going on out there for there yeah. to be nothing else. Especially, I feel like if you're a religious person and you believe in God, all these other planets, and he's like, nah, just this one. Yeah, that's, that's the only all, one that was successful. The only place. I think he's probably, if there is a God... He's probably experimented before. I mean, like dino- dinosaurs. Nah, that's not my greatest model. Gone. Yeah. We'll <laughs> Extinct. You're dead. I'll I leave like your bones the around. The planet was right, but just not the creatures. Yeah. And then he was probably like, you know what? Monkeys. Let's go with that. Let's have you stand up, though. Yeah. We're going to have you do that. Over a million years, you'll be standing up. You'll be walking. And he's like, fuck it. You can talk to each other. <laughs> Restart. <laughs> right? I mean, what a wild episode. A long one. <laughs> hour and a half. L-I-V-I-N, bub. <laughs> this is what happens when we do all the ads at the beginning. It's like I have no reference of time because I don't have to get to the ad reads. <laughs> do appreciate our sponsors. Do appreciate our listeners. Allowing you guys to do this, allowing us to do this every day is, is fantastic. We do appreciate it. Uh, we're done, though, I think. Yeah, just look out for those camels that are out there out and about. <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. Happy hump day, y'all. Have yourselves a hell of a Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, we will be back at it tomorrow right here in the call-in app, the best place to get the, the show. So please join us again tomorrow, 10 a.m., right here in the call-in app.